1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law.
2: Welcome to Kramer and Jess Uncensored. It is good to have you here. Uh it's maybe not the easiest episode to walk into if you're new to this. Mhm. But
0: I think typically Uncensored is, um, I mean, we get serious on Uncensored, but usually it's, you know, we start off very fun and we talk about things that we can't talk about on the air. And it's usually, you know, somewhat lighthearted, but today is definitely going to be a serious day. So I think it's just just so everyone's
3: aware.
2: So if, you're, if you haven't listened to the radio show or maybe followed me on social media, I'll kind of catch you up to where we are because I basically have for a week disappeared from the radio. I was just gone. Right. And then from social media, I was vaguely like, Hey, something happened. I don't really want to talk about it yet, but just be patient with me and I promise that we'll get into it. So some of you guys at least know there's something going on. Um, And then I kind of took another week to just like, God, I just need to like live this like this new life now and like kind of feel a little bit more comfortable with it before we start talking about everything yeah uh on today our special guest today is my therapist friend leah who has she does certified mama's boy with me all the time i didn't know though leah you actually you work with a lot of victims of crimes yes
3: yeah so with the state of california i'm a contracted therapist to work with folks that have been like assaulted or yeah, a victim of any crime. Okay. Usually it's physical okay. assault so this of some is, like, sort.
2: Quite appropriate to have you on for this episode. I have a question though, before we begin, because obviously this is what you do. Um, do I need to like give a trigger warning before we start an episode like this? Is that like, I think, so. Thing I think so. I don't know
3: why. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there are people that may have been in similar situations <laughs> and even if it wasn't the, the exact situation have been in a, like a life threatening or yeah. You know what I mean? A traumatic situation.
2: So uh, this is your, your trigger warning to know that like, if you're sensitive to crime and to, you know, assault and stuff like that, then it's probably is not going to be the best episode for you to listen to. want to be really sensitive to that. I also want to say before we kind of get into everything, I'm okay with like making this podcast heavy when it needs to be heavy, but also like having some fun with it too. If it, if, if it deemed necessary, like I'm at a point now right. where I'm, Two weeks away from it, and I—I I, I doubt I'm going to cry today. I'm doubt I'm going to. I don't even—I don't even necessarily feel sad. I've cried a lot over the last two weeks, but right now I don't feel sad. I don't mm-hmm. feel like upset by it. I'm just—I think the two reasons why I, I, I want to talk about it. Number one is because we share so much of our lives. It'd be weird to just like not talk about this. But I I will tell you before we start this, there are going to be parameters on how much I do share on this podcast. And we'll kind of get into that, Um, mainly just because I want to make sure that I'm comfortable with all of the information that's getting out there. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two is, God, like I am, I don't want to say I'm absolutely the last person in the world, but I'm like, I'm up there when it comes to like, this couldn't happen to me. Well, yeah, like this happens to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like your 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 stories like this, mm-hmm. uh, but but you, I feel like
0: everybody always feels that way, right?
2: And like, but yeah. I I really I I don't walk around in a state of fear mm-hmm. typically. Like I just don't because for a couple of different reasons. Number one, I go to bed at eight thirty. Okay, so like <laughs> typically I like I'm not out at night when you would think most kind of things like this would happen, right? Mm-hmm. Number two is I don't. Uh I, you feel like, at least I felt like I had a good grasp on like, safe places versus like unsafe places. Mm -hmm. Walking down a dark alley in a bad neighborhood, you would probably relatively think it's going to be an unsafe place and probably be on guard. Where I was when this happened, I can tell you this, and I'm not going to get into specifics exactly where it happened. Very public place. Mm -hmm. Very public place. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and really not that late at night either. So already my guard was like completely let down. Um, so let's just rip off the band-aid and then we'll work backwards here. Uh it was a couple of weeks ago now that I was uh jumped and assaulted and I uh was uh was robbed. And wow, that's I didn't think I'd ever say that in my lifetime. That's just even weird to say I might cry in this podcast now. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I I was literally just – I was just weird, going –
0: It's a weird thing to hear you say out loud. Is
2: it? Yeah. Yeah, like we – Jess and I have talked about it. Uh, Lee and I have talked – we've texted about it. We haven't actually talked about it yet. It's weird to say. It is kind of weird now that we're, we're talking about it out loud. Um, You know, I, I'm not going to get into the specifics of like exactly what happened. The two – that are on the podcast right now. They, they kind of know more details of exactly what happened, but I can tell you, I was going for a walk in Baltimore city. Like I would have gone on almost every day. Um, I take this path literally um, minimum three times a week. Mm-hmm. I just go out just to get some, some fresh air. Everywhere I walk in the city is very public Um, and I can tell you, so I'm just going to tell you from my perspective of what happened, because this is where it gets really weird and kind of scary is that I don't really remember any of it is I just, I was literally, I was walking and I remember walking and I was actually texting our boss, Tom at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And the next thing that I remember was I came to and by coming to, I doesn't, I didn't wake up in my bed and was like, oh my gosh, what happened? I didn't wake up in the hospital. I literally came to in the middle of my living room, like just standing there. And because of time stamps, um, I was able to see that it had been about a 10 ish minute window and i had no idea what happened no clue i i was just like how in the world like what just happened like how did i get here? that's when all of a sudden i reached for my face and i realized i was like wait a minute like my my fate my jaw hurts my left jaw was really hurting me and i was like did i did I like, get attacked? Like I, I wasn't really quite sure. So I started checking like timestamps on stuff to see, like checking my email, did I email somebody like just trying to anything in the world to like draw some kind of memory of what, what could have actually happened. And I, I didn't know and I was very confused. So the only thing I could think to do at this point, cause in case you don't know, I'm, I'm single. I live by myself. I was like, the only thing I could think to do is luckily I live in a condo. And not having any recollection of how I got back up here, maybe I can go talk to the people downstairs. But and just, you didn't
0: have your phone.
2: Didn't have my phone at the time either, right? Mm. So I like, the only thing I think to do, because like, I can't call anybody. So, like, let me just go downstairs, I guess, and be like, hey, did I come back in? Do y'all remember seeing me? Because I don't know what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And that was scary because if you don't have recollection that, like, you actually, got attacked. There was like a 50/50 in me that was like, okay, maybe something happened while I was walking, but it wouldn't make a lot of sense for me just to like appear in my living room with with nobody around me. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Well,
0: yeah, and I think sometimes everyone sometimes like people can relate to like driving home but not remember your drive home yeah. because oh it's God. so routine. So it's like for you, you're like, did I just walk up here and I don't even know that I walked up here? But but like where is my shit? And I like was, why do I feel like this? Yeah, Which was like alarming.
2: I was more scared, honestly, that I had I would honestly I would say it was a fifty one percent chance that something mentally happened to me. Mm-hmm. That I had a stroke. That I like just health or health reasons memory loss yeah. like something and I'm like maybe like I fell or like because my my jaw's like hurt like maybe I fell I had some dirt on my shirt and I was like maybe I fell because mm. like I don't remember like anything happening to me at all so I go downstairs and I'm like hey like I don't know what's happening but like can I you know can did I come back through here and they're like yeah you walked back through here. Um, it was like we said, we said hi to each other and you, you know, it's, it's, or the guy that I was talking to said, you, you said hi to me or I said hi to you, but I, I just, you just gave me like this little like nod. And obviously if you're watching the video podcast, it was like almost like a little salute. He's mm-hmm. like I thought maybe you were mad at me because
0: you didn't really talk. You
2: didn't really talk. And I'm like, was there anybody with me? And they were like, no, you were just by yourself. He's like, I noticed you had dirt on your shirt, but I just didn't really know. So, at that point, they were like, well, do you, you know, should we call the ambulance? And I was like, listen, backstory here when it comes to medical bills, I just got screwed by having $800 poop test that I took <laughs> a year ago that I just got solved. And I'm like, wait a minute.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, that's the first thing that came to my mind. They were like, I don't want to call
0: 911.
2: I was like, don't call 911 because I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So let me go back upstairs and actually see if I can figure out, like, because I knew I needed to go to the hospital no matter what happened. I needed to like, go like get this checked out. Um, so I, I went back upstairs and the guy from downstairs followed me up. There are a couple of people that worked in the lobby and he came upstairs with me.
0: But you clearly, you were, you visibly did not, you physically did not look okay. No. At which this Which was point, enough for them yeah. to be concerned for you and to go back with you and want right. to get help because you did not look okay. In
2: hindsight, even though I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm really glad they sent somebody with me because I wasn't fine. I was yeah. very out of it, very confused. And the, so the guy, one of the guys comes, comes upstairs with me and I told him like, let me just, cause my plan was, since I don't have my phone with me, I'm like, why don't I try to email our boss and see if he'll come. I didn't, I didn't want to get in touch with you. Honest to God, I did not want to get in touch with Jess because I didn't want you to worry. Like my biggest thing was like anything else in the world I might call you about, but I'm like, Jess just doesn't feel, I don't want to get her all upset. And like, I'd rather know what's going on first before I tell her anything. So I emailed our boss, Tom, because I know he's also always on his phone. So I'm like, uh, hey, can you call the number? And I gave him the guy who was with me because said, can you call this number. Yeah. So I get my insurance information. All of a sudden, I get like rushed by 10 guys all of a sudden my condo is flooded and I remember seeing outside there's all like the lights all the sirens they had called 911 downstairs even though I told them not to well yeah I'm glad they did because uh basically now I've got firefighters police EMT all like rushing into my condo yeah and they just do the basic test they're like hey do you know where you are and I'm like yeah I'm like I'm dizzy and I'm confused but like I know who I am I know where I'm at and they're basically like all right and that's all that's all first responders have to do is, is say do you need a ride to the to the um emergency room mm-hmm. and if you say no then they're like well you're coherent so we, we can't force you to go so that's it and I said I'll get a ride thank you mm-hmm. uh the police were there they were able to get a police report but what they said was since I don't remember what happened I have 10 minutes or so of, like, I don't know. Like, was I attacked? They literally had to put it in as a injured person missing items case because I didn't...
0: Because your phone was missing and your AirPods were missing. Right.
2: So, like, I didn't know really, like, what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So, at, at this point... um, our boss shows up. This is, it's all like a little vague, but like our boss shows up, he takes me to the ER and I'm at the ER like all night, basically like just trying to just running tests, CT scans, trying to figure out like what happened. I will say this too. And I don't, we can, I can talk to both of you guys about this. Have you, have either of you been to the emergency room before? Like to the ER?
3: I've gone with, um, a client in the past. Okay. So like, it's kind of a mess.
2: Like, yeah. and I get that, like, my case wasn't the, I, you're in the emergency room. People like dying. Most was alive. imminent.
3: Right. It wasn't the most imminent in that moment. Correct. Yeah. You but weren't I'm, bleeding out.
2: No, exactly. Like they yeah. knew I was alive. So once once they know you're alive at the emergency room, you're like, yeah. <laughs> they, they don't care anymore. Cause
3: I've never, I've
0: never been to the ER. I've only like been to urgent care and yeah. stuff
2: like that. Mm-hmm. So once they know you're okay and you're stable, then you're going to get bumped down. In so like. I will say I, I went to Mercy. And the only reason I bring them up specifically is because, God, if I had the chance to go back and just tell them what, what I feel like was not the greatest job done with me, I would happily tell them that. Because I feel like what happened to me there was really messy. So mm. I I go in, they do a CT scan, and it takes hours, right? We have a forensic uh, – This felt like CSI all of a sudden. I had a forensic um, nurse come in and do photos of, of my face, my jaw at this point. Like uh, I was starting to get – a bruise. I'll show you pictures here in a second, but I started getting bruising around my neck and so they just wanted to get photos of all this. Again, still not knowing was this a crime or was it not? And I uh yeah, so I uh, I went through this whole thing, but what happened was like after the forensic nurse, it's like 3:34 in the morning at this point, right? And I'm just kind of sitting there and I'm like, "Well, now that I've seen the forensic nurse, like, can I, can I go? And they're like, well, yeah, sure. And they just handed me this paper and it was like, here's your discharge paper. And it was just, it said like CT scan clear uh, without concussion. So at this point, like they don't explain anything to me and I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I guess, I guess I'm fine then. Mm-hmm. I assume that like, I'm nothing bad must've happened. I still don't know what happened, but like, obviously my body's fine. No concussion. No, no, you know, it just, I just got hit and my jaws hurt and that's it. Or I fell, whatever. Mm -hmm. So the next day rolls around and all of a sudden I started to get like super nauseous and like really dizzy. And I'm like, and I was already feeling that before, but it started to get really bad. I, I rode in the car and like, it was just, Everything started spinning. It was really scary. So I went back to the ER. The next night, I'm back in the ER, right? And it, another couple hours there. And they're like, oh, yeah, you you clearly have a concussion. And I'm like, why? Like, literally.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't have gone to sleep. Like, like all this kind of. Like,
2: yeah. why would you not? Why would you let me walk out of here and nobody explain to me, like, A, that I have a concussion. And B, like, what the hell to do about it?
0: Yeah. And because, you literally blacked out.
2: Not not a word. Literally handed me paper and just said, you're good to go.
0: Yeah.
2: And I'm like. Why would nobody say that? So then I go into like fear mode, right? Of like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? I don't even know. So I, I literally called Teladoc three times in that week. Cause I'm like, I don't, every Teladoc telling me something different. Sit in a room by yourself. Don't talk to anybody. Don't look at lights. Don't watch TV. Um, yeah, just and the other ones like no, well, you need to be uh, you, using your brain. Don't talk to anybody. Yeah, like well, they didn't say don't talk to anybody. Basically, like like have no lines. <laughs> don't talk. But that's what I felt like because they like stay off your phone.
0: Well, he was like, what the fuck? Yeah,
2: <laughs> that sounds kind of suspicious. No,
0: to him he's like, I can't talk to anyone. Don't.
2: You know me, yeah, I take it to the extreme. Like, yeah, I can't yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, anybody. Yeah. This is it. I'm staying locked in my room until I'm better. Uh, but no, I. The next doctor is like, no, you need to like use your brain some. Like you need to be able to do like like simple things. But like don't watch TV. But you can like you should like call people on the phone. I'm like, well, my mom comes in town. She's here for the weekend. And so let's fast forward now to today. Is I because I was in such a public place. Luckily. There was video footage of exactly what happened. And if you can't tell by the title of this episode, I was indeed assaulted. Uh, I'm not going to get into specifically what happened on this podcast, but uh, I was basically knocked out and I was robbed. And uh, it's been it's been tricky. Uh, it's been a really tricky highs and lows for the last couple of weeks. And that's kind of like where you know Leah's going to come in, in in part 2 here let's if you're watching the video of this i'm going to show you and i know you've already seen these pictures but like i'm going to show you guys kind of what what happened so the picture on the left is you can see where like where it's kind of hard to tell on here but you see like this big bruise on my throat mm-hmm. uh you can see the uh, the bruising beneath it and then the picture on the right is is me uh, in in the ER and that's, you can obviously see Jess. I mean, do you want to describe how that, that looks like? I mean, it's just like a,
0: no, you're, it's clearly swollen. Yeah. Like you Like you got hit.
2: Yeah. So that's, um, if you're not watching it, I'll post these pictures publicly too. So you probably know where to find us. Kramer and Jess or that guy Kramer or wherever. But if you're watching the video, that's kind of like what happened. So as of today, we're now two weeks removed, man. I, I, um, there's two, there's two aspects to this, right? There's the the first aspect, which is physically, how am I? And so I, I'm dealing with some like brain fog. I still, I still have no clue what happened. I have no recollection of what happened. I, some of the people said like, maybe it will like come to you, you know, like maybe you'll be, you know, some people it's, It takes a little bit of time, but you'll you'll come back to you. I have have no recollection of what happened. I don't remember it happening.
0: Thank God, honestly.
2: I think so. I think so. Yeah. Right? Um, I have, like, just my words aren't quite coming out right. And it's frustrating, especially with a radio show, because usually you can just open your mouth and talk. That's what I've done for 20 years. And I don't have to think about what I'm going to say. It just naturally comes to me.
0: Yeah.
2: I'll, like, be on a roll and then, like, all of a sudden, I'll, like, come up to a word that, like, I feel like I should know, and it's a very common word. And then my brain's like, wait, I'm not sure what that word is anymore, what I'm supposed to use here. So I'm going to, like, kind of go to the next word I can, like, think of that's, mm-hmm. like, kind of also seems like that. Yeah. So some of my sentences just haven't made sense. And I, and it's frustrating because I know it's not making sense. I'm like, that that was a, was a way better way to say that, but I just can't get to it. And I can, I can think of it. It's not like I'm, like... I don't remember that word. It just, I can't quickly sometimes think of like, what's the best word to use in this situation? Uh, my jaw still hurts. My hearing is...
0: Because you already have a condition.
2: Well, so that's it. So my my hearing is kind of muffled in my left ear, which is new to me. I just noticed when I was listening on AirPods the other day that like I took my one of them out in my left ear, which was the side that I, I got hit on. Um, it was like, it just didn't sound like, crisp mm-hmm. like the right ear but i also have a hearing condition called hyperacusis and if you've listened to any of my stuff for long enough you know it's a very rare thing it's actually a brain condition not a medical con- or not a uh, hearing condition but like that my brain processes certain sounds when this gets fla- flared up and as like too loud so like usually usually tinny things like really high-pitched even if it's not loud, like, for example, the best thing that's, like, I can I can point to you right now, we all can, like, know what it sounds like, is a phone call. You know how tinny phone calls are, and, like, they're just, it's a real, it's like, it's not, there's no, like, bass in it, it's just all, all the highs. Like, that's been the hardest part is doing the radio show, because all those phone calls are, like, burning my ears right now. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had it for 10 years, so I kind of know that, like, most likely this will get better again, but it's, you know, it kind of sucks. For it to through. flare up again. Yeah. It's, like, like, it's almost insult to injury. Of, like, yeah. We, we got to do this right now. Like, ugh, I hate that. Right. So, um,
0: that, that, uh, night was like, was terrifying. Yeah. Um, it was. How did you, how did you find out? I just, I think I remember talking
2: to you, but I don't remember where in the course of the night I talked to you.
0: So it was really, it was weird because, so this probably uh, by the time I, heard from your mom it was I think after nine o'clock and like but at, du- at that time normally during the week like I am asleep or no I'm in my bed my phone is on do not disturb I have like an eye mask on I have like earplugs in like I'm not yeah like no one can reach me at that point right and the only reason why I was awake was because I wanted to see if there was gonna be an in sync reunion <laughs> on the
3: VMAs.
0: <laughs> so literally in like in sync again.
2: Saves the day. Saves
0: the freaking day. Y'all talk your
2: shit. Is, about there,
3: this is there going to be a reunion? They, all, all they
0: did was give Taylor Swift an award, and like I was.
2: I, I love how that's the only Leah, <laughs> question Leah has right now. She's like, "Wait, really quick? I know you We're just still got a song."
0: Their song, the trolls song, comes out soon. We're still waiting on a reunion tour announcement. That's all. I. That's all the information we have right now. Thanks,
2: Leah. <laughs> Glad you hopped on today.
0: But um, I, I'm waiting for my. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs>
2: For your sake. I'm waiting to be tapped in. Yeah. I got it. Got it.
0: So I missed a call from your mom. I didn't even see the call because I was like watching DMS, the <laughs> And were. then I go to sleep to plug in my phone and I see a text and it said, Can you please call me? And it's late. And I'm like, What?
2: Yeah. And That's so like I'll, not a text you want to see from like, no. like, if your dad texts me, I'd be like, Holy shit. Yeah. So yeah. I
0: call your mom and she vaguely described what she what she thought was going on from the information that she had. And like... It's scary. I think... Yeah. I think one of the the worst things was just like hearing your mom. Because obviously she was terrified. Yeah.
2: Well, she's actually... If I... It's like one of the only phone numbers. So I did forget about that part. Mm I see... I swear to God, like...
0: No, same thing. I don't know Garage Boy's phone number by heart so bad. I I need to memorize it. Yeah. Like, Like, literally. I know my mom. If I didn't
2: know it in childhood, like, I'm just not going to know it, right? My mom's had the same Mm -hmm. cell phone number for 20 years or whatever. So, like, like, that was the only number I could remember to call. Yeah. So, she was actually the first person that I called. And I remember just being like, hey, I don't know what just happened. But, like, and obviously cried because, like... It was like good mom cry. You know what I mean? Like a solid, Mm -hmm. solid mom cry. So
0: she's like giving me all the information that she has so, uh, so far. Uh, And Tom, Tom reached out to me too, kind of like talking to him, trying to figure out what was going on. And then eventually you called and told me at least the information that, that you had. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was scary and you were crying. I was crying and it was terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I think, and I, and I kept asking you, like, what do you, like, what do you want us to do? Like, do you need us to come down there? And you, and you didn't want me to come. Yeah. Um, but that, how
2: does that make you feel? Do you understand like why I didn't really want you involved? No, no, no. I don't don't want you to feel like you're not important, but I hope you also understand that it was like, I
0: don't, I don't feel that way at all. And like, I understand, I don't know if you remember, but when you got on the phone with me you were fine and then you started crying and you were like, of course I'm going to start crying right now talking to you, <laughs> yeah. and, you were, and you were getting like really upset, yeah. which obviously mm. made me upset, which obviously you're upset. All you right. know what I mean? So like, I understand um, because obviously I like we were, we were totally ready to come out there, but I also understand that involving me makes you more emotional. Right. Yeah. Um, But
2: there's just some people in my life that honestly, and you're one of them that I'm like, I don't want to like put this on you right now also because I know I can't support you through this right now. So it's this really weird, like big brother sense of like, let me just, I'm okay. Let me just handle this. And then, cause you were scared. Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. I was, it was really, I mean, obviously there's so much going on Yeah, and I just didn't want to put that on you. <laughs> Uh, like same with a couple people in my life. I was just like, I just just know that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. This is crazy, but like, I'll I'll be okay. And but, then of course we had like Tom, you know, yeah. who, who could handle like that's liter- our boss, who literally, literally Superman. Literally literally Tom like sat
3: there with me. The like, man
0: is like yeah. out of control. He's yeah. so he's so. Amazing. I was gonna be like,
3: who's Tom? I'm just trying sorry, to sorry. Yeah, our that's boss. The,
0: that's our
2: boss. Yeah, so that's like literally. I mean, probably yeah. my closest connection that I knew would like instantly be by a phone. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Obviously, we talked about about the physical side, right? So there's there's the physical and, like, dealing with the concussion and the memory and the headaches and everything else. That sucks. But I'm assuming that's eventually going to get better, hopefully, right? That's just our hope. Then there's the other side of this. And, you know, if I take anything away from this, number one, it's like don't ever don't think it can't be you and don't ever think it can't happen where you're at because I would say – I I don't see myself as a high target person. I'm a 40 year old white man, um, not a flash. I, I don't really have a lot of flashy stuff. You know, I don't consider myself to like go into like dangerous places. Honestly, if I look at the specifics of this situation, I think it'd be something that anyone could find themselves doing and not think twice about it. Uh, now, I will think twice about all of it. Like I don't. I don't know that I'll pull my phone out in public ever again. I don't know that I will. I don't know that I'd feel comfortable like having that as a target. You know, I don't know that I'll, I, I doubt I'll ever like walk with AirPods in. I think I'll always kind of have Mm-mm. to just be wondering what's around me. And mm-hmm. so the reason I bring that up is because I was again said, I did not expect to ever be in this situation. And I think that like, I I don't ever want anyone to like live in fear. I don't want to live in fear. I don't want you to live in fear. But I think we all have to be a little bit more cognizant. And I hate that, right? Like knowing that I was in a very public location, it wasn't that late. I mean, it would easily be considered, you know, dinner time for some people. Like people were around me. Not considered a dangerous, extremely dangerous neighbor. Like there's enough things to say. If this could happen to me, why couldn't it happen to you too, right? Um. So I think that's like, if I can pass anything, like don't don't live your like. And I'm not. I'm gonna try really hard. My goal in all of this is not to like live my life in fear. I don't want. I don't want that. That'll be the worst case scenario in this whole thing. Is if I never am able to live a comfortable life when I go out in public, like because right now. I'm not there. Not right now. Like I'm, I don't, I don't want to go outside. Like there was a, a musical this weekend. I love going to musicals. Right. And it was, the show started at eight o'clock and I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable being out at eight o'clock at night right now. And it gets out at 11. And like, I, you know, I, would be by myself and I'd be in an Uber and like, I don't all those things. I just, I said, I can't do it right now. now. I hate that because I don't want to like live a life like that. But like, Leah, I want this to obviously, I mean, this is going to be about me, but you deal with this kind of stuff a lot, you know? So like, what, mm-hmm. what do you tell people that like this happens to, like, how do you get your life back to like some normal
3: state? Well, I think it's normal. Your feelings post assault to be hyper vigilant and extra sensitive to certain situations in your surroundings and not wanting to have, not wanting to put yourself in a similar like to be a target again. Right. Like, I, this, and that's part of trauma and PTSD. And I mean, not to diagnose you, but this is like, there's like PTSD and acute stress disorder. And it sounds like you're going through like acute stress, right? Where, so what's, it's,
2: what's the difference between the two for those? That,
3: one's uh, right I'm, after I'm, I'm on the, the event. Right okay. One's right after the event where you have some of those PTSD symptoms, but it's like following the event itself. PTSD, it. when it sustains over a certain period of time. And I'm not encouraging anyone to self diagnose, but, but I think the thing, is is so i would say first of all like give yourself a little bit of grace and compassion for where you're at right now because it hasn't been that long Mm -hmm. since the assault yeah truly so i think that's part of it like i know i just can't stress that enough because i think anyone in your situation i would feel very similarly i wouldn't i'd i'd avoid going out i'd be very like again, like vigilant and aware of everything I did, every person, every situation, yeah. I, mean, it's, it's I would like, be honestly, avoidant.
2: Like people, like, I mean, like little things, right? Like, like, for example, I was in the bathroom the other day here at work. And like uh, one of the guys from the sports station came in and literally I was just at the urinal. He was like, Hey, and I was like, oh, like I, I would never find myself yeah. like a jumpy person like that, you know?
3: Yeah. So I, I guess that's the first thing is I just think it's what you're going through right now is very normal given the set of circumstances yeah. i do think i know you've been open about your own therapy but i think you could with your therapist address this incident mm-hmm. like yeah. single incident and that be a, a target for emdr have you talked about P- emdr with folks um, on the very, podcast
2: very no not really I, on my podcast i have kind of but do you want to explain what that is because i don't think that most people would probably know what it what it entails
3: yeah. So EMDR is basically this, it's a modality for trauma that's d- created for trauma treatment. And it's using bilateral simulation, activating the right and left side of your brain to help you process trauma and experiences in a more helpful and adaptive way. So to reduce the distress associated with certain events and, and that's the modality crazy. I use. Yeah. What was honestly,
2: that? it's crazy. Like I, I, cause I've been, I've been doing that kind of therapy now because even if you're like, well, I've never been through, I've never, I've never been robbed before. Uh, You'd be surprised how many things from like your childhood still traumatize you because your brain wasn't able to like process it like, like as an adult, you know, or just things that maybe, you know, you've been through like my divorce, obviously traumatizing, right? Like these moments that you're like, well, I haven't been through trauma. You probably have
0: grief and like Mm -hmm.
2: grief. Yeah. That's another one. Mm -hmm. But the the way they do this therapy and basically this is a very dumbed down version of it. And Leah, forgive me for this, but I'm just trying to make this as lame in terms as possible. You literally just have to look at this light bar and you just, what your eyes go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth as you're like, bringing up the memories of like kind of what happened, the feelings that come with it. Y'all within like a session, like some of these feelings, I mean, if not gone have men, I mean, I can walk in and be like, Oh my God, you know, like as I'm processing it, I remember this childhood memory and it was really hurt or job, long, whatever. Literally by the time I'm done in that session, like one session and that's just my my experience but like it
3: reduces the distress like the body you don't body distress
2: you don't feel it so heavy like it doesn't feel like it like it like hurts as bad at least anymore it's it's a pretty crazy thing to do so that's emdr emdr
3: eye movement desensitization and reprocessing
2: yeah it's it's pretty crazy
3: something we were talking about before we jumped on was if you, most state, I think all states have this in some capacity, right? But you can get services through victims' compensation. Yeah. So if you've been a victim of an attack or an assault, or a, I work with a lot of folks that have been in domestic violence situations, so um, regardless of the outcome, if someone's convicted or not, and there's a charge, you, can, you have access to mental health services through the state. And it's... Mm-hmm typically California. I know, I know most states have it. I don't know how they work in each state, yeah. but um, so I've, I've it is a good resource.
2: That. I've applied for yeah. that. I don't really know the details like, to share yet, Um. but I've applied. They, they do offer that here in the state of Maryland. Just FYI, we you find yourself in one of these situations. And I didn't realize mm-hmm. it's, it's for also for domestic abuse. Yeah.
3: Any type of like, so I special you know, I specialize in domestic violence, like, right. or that's like a lot of the trauma work that I do. So um, most of my clients through victims of crime have been in an abusive or domestic violence situation, but it's again, physical assault typically is what we're working on. Um, and no, yeah. So it's any type of crime. So, I mean, it could be a hate crime. It could be something, it doesn't have to be an assault. It doesn't have to be that you were robbed, but any, if you are a victim of a crime and there are charges in place, you have access to that. You also have access to, um, usually victim like advocacy services. I don't know, Kramer, if they've talked to you about that and And so that's someone who can walk with you through the court system, who can be there to help you like access resources. I mean, it's just helpful. Like, say you do have to go, and this is like down the line, you have to go to court, like they can come with you or help you through that process. Cause it's a really, I think something to also talk about is like even as you're talking about it now, talking about your that event, that trauma. Can be re-traumatizing. Yeah,
0: I was going to ask you about that. I'm a little, I'm a
2: little concerned about when we release this episode about the the flooding of like. Well,
0: not just that, but I, but I feel like obviously coming back to work, I've overheard you tell the story multiple times, and yeah. I just don't. And obviously, we have to do that here because you, you need to talk about it. Like obviously, we need to let people know what was going on. But I think that was something I was going to bring up to you and ask you to be aware of is you don't need. And Leah, like I, I would love your opinion no. on this too. I don't think that you need to be going into as much detail as you are, as many times a day as you no. are. Like in this space, okay, obviously yes. But as far and I understand that people are coming from concern for you because they they want to know that you're okay. Yeah. But I want you to be comfortable with and more protective and okay with being like I'm okay. But honestly, I don't want to get too much into it because hearing be you though? like talking about it. And I understand part of it is healing, but it's like just bringing in so much and talking about it over and over again. Like I don't know how that's going to affect you in the long run.
2: I think because I don't remember it, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't make me feel bad. It's almost like, it's almost like it it was something that wasn't me. But, like, I know the story.
0: No, but even, you know? even though you don't remember the event itself, but it's like, it's still what's keeping you from living your life like you were. Right. Yeah. I get that yeah. you have to make adjustments just in general, just sure. being safe, obviously. Right. Um, but it's something that you are dealing with. Yeah. And so I feel like you constantly bringing in that energy to you. And obviously, I know that listeners are going to show their concern, but like, you don't need to go into full detail Mm-mm. and all that kind of stuff. And same thing, I know that you're all of all of us on the show are advocates of mental health, but like you've even said sometimes, you know, like it can get heavy. I feel like this is a really good mm-hmm. example of how this can get heavy, and you don't need to go into detail all the time just to protect yourself no,
2: I honestly, I don't feel that way. I don't feel um i mean i I guess and, then, and obviously when we release this, it's gonna be like a test, right? but like i I don't really feel burdened by the situation like it's definitely scary like i'm like it's like it's scary but like i don't even when i talk about it i don't feel attached to it in a sense and i don't know if that's like a coping mechanism or maybe because i just don't know what happened
3: but i actually think that could i mean and i'm not trying to because everyone responds to traumatic events differently. Some people may not have acute symptoms or PTSD from an event like this, like right. for whatever reason, whether it's, they got, got into therapy the next day, they processed it, they, whatever it is, like there's factors that go into how one responds to trauma, but I feel like there is dissociative yeah. symptoms. Yeah, I wonder, I and that's, feel like I wonder that part too. of you, I, it was hard. Cause when you were talking about not knowing what happened, my first thought is like, you're like, there's an adrenaline rush. You're sympathetic nervous. System kicked in, and you're just like you know you were assaulted, and then you're just moving through it, getting home as fast as you could, as safely as you could. Mm. That was my first thought, and then I think there could be a concussion. So then it's like, well, that those like you know more um that medical aspect of sure. it could be a could contribute to it, but I do think there could be some level of dissociation or depersonalization as a means of coping, yeah. and that is a trauma response. Like that actually right. is. So and I'm not trying to say that to scare you, and that it sounds like that's what's keeping you going. Like that's protective right yeah, like it's I, a protective factor yeah. for you I mean, right now
0: even, it, even when you got there you were like i'm fine i'm fine but like you clearly you clearly weren't fine yeah
2: i don't i don't know i'm not sure i and, and i think that time's going to tell how this is truly really going to affect me i think it's still i mean keep in mind it's only about two weeks ago yeah so like i you know uh i don't know we're going to kind of see you know how everything is uh how everything plays out but uh like leah what do you in these situations you know like what it how do you start to get back to like a normal life? Like what like or or do you? Do I need to expect that like I will like be able to walk outside and not be scared or well, do you think it's something where I'm always going to be like I mean cuz my anxiety let's like on a 1 to 10 like when I'm outside right now it's like at, like a 7 and that sucks.
3: Well, I think you need to address this in therapy first of all. Like I really think that should be like the next like that's the focus moving forward cuz it's an acute it's a recent event. It's something that is probably going to Impact you? Does that mean, and I'm not saying you do this so you can walk outside without a care in the world. I think we all need to be, co- be cognizant. I think as women, especially, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think women, like you're saying, it didn't, you didn't expect it to happen to you. I feel like for a lot of women, when it's dark, we get accustomed to carrying our keys uh-huh. like in yeah, our 100%. hands, like yeah. our, even if nothing key, has like, happened. I think-
0: talking to you kramer about the whole like getting a like a weapon and kind of situation and expressing to you all these concerns and your response was like you can't live that way but it is true leah that like that it is just part of your routine and like in you being out at the time that you were out i do not go out at that time ever whether i have garage boy with me or not like at a certain time of night like i'm not outside yeah and yeah. That's annoying, and it's not fair, and it's not a matter of like you can't live your life that way. It's this is the reality of the situation. So it's like it's okay oh, yeah. to protect yourself and not feel like I don't have my life back. But like you just have to be aware of your
2: surroundings. Know, just feel, I mean, being aware of my surroundings is one thing, but like not
3: but avoidance, right, not living but, your life but, as a mother,
2: doing it is like something that feels completely different, you know. And that's I think what I'm scared of. Like I'm okay with being like I need to probably because I again I. I don't think this was personal. I don't think this was a a personal attack on me. I don't Mm -hmm. think that they they knew me from Adam, right? Uh, But wrong place... I'm, I'm willing to say wrong place, wrong time. But when you say something like that, it also makes it difficult because... When are you going to end up in the wrong place again, wrong time? And like, it just, you know, I I think about all the things that happened that day that led me to being in that exact place, that exact time. And like, it's crazy, right? There's the the things that were like off schedule. There was like, if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't, you know, obviously you can't live your life that way, but like, nothing was out of the norm of what I typically would do yeah. and have never once in three years of living here or my whole entire life had an issue before, you know? So,
3: but think about that's part of trauma too. Like think about someone who's been sexually assaulted or raped and went to a party and the guilt that comes with it. If I didn't have another drink, if I didn't do this, if I didn't do that, like that's part of the trauma too. So, well, I just think it's, I think this is, a normal response to something extremely traumatic and that over time, it will get easier to manage and through therapy, it'll help to reduce the distress. And then moving forward, you're going to do, I'm going to do the best I can to be prepared. And unfortunately that's all we can do. Like the work that hopefully you'll do with your therapist is coming to accept the things that you have control over and can be cognizant of and prepared for like, I don't know, carrying a freaking like, um, what are those like h- horns? Like, oh. yeah, the yeah. horns or whatever, like in your hand or like whatever air it horn. is. Me, like, me, me, me. <laughs> yeah, I but can really, literally, I mean, it's party time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's funny.
3: Jess is just Jess is not entertained. No, by she this. liked
2: that one. She, she half liked <laughs> that one. I know when Jess half likes something, she half like that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: But uh, I, but I think that, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I think you'll get to a place where you won't be completely avoidant, but you'll also be like, okay, like the reality of where I live and yeah. just like our society and culture and yeah, there's a certain level of vulnerability to be in alone at night and Even with someone at night, right? Like, it's not anyone's yeah. fault. It's in just general, unfortunately, in general, yeah,
2: that's what I think about yeah. too. I don't, I don't look back on this situation and say, like, oh, I wish I wouldn't had blah 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 blah, blah.
0: which is good,
2: uh, yeah. I get, I don't have, I've have like no regrets, like, oh, that was dumb of me to blah blah no, blah. Like, there's
0: nothing that there's nothing you could have done differently. I
2: literally feel like it was no. an absolute wrong place, wrong time. And uh, honestly, so my biggest because everyone, I know there's gonna be a million questions, and so here's the deal is that. I don't really feel comfortable giving out a lot of details on a public forum like this, and I hope you can understand that, right? Um, this is still a kind of an ongoing investigation, and and people
0: I, don't need to know, though. It's nobody's no, business. No, I
2: don't. I don't. I don't think so. But with that being said, I, I do. To me, and, and Jess can kind of attest to this, is like, this, this is very therapeutic, right? To be able to come on here and finally talk about this because it was really weird for me just to like disappear. I think for all of us, honestly. Yeah, like we just, it's been hush hush. The show's been weird. We were kind of half here some days and half here not. And we weren't here some It was just like very confusing. So, like, yeah. I'm glad to be able to pr- provide like this very publicly. Um, I am going to talk more about what happened uh, because honestly, what happened was pretty fucked up. Uh, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, but I'm going to do that on the Certified Mama's Boy, uh, Certified Fans podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. for two reasons. Number one, your boy needs some money. Number two is for the medical bills. Yo, uh, the no- so for the poop bills. Hello. <laughs> That got taken care of, by the way, in case you didn't hear that story. I literally had an $800 poop bill, and uh, it, it, got, it got taken care of for $19 after a year of fighting.
3: It's go. like how much they want for Bernie's poop over here. Hello. Um, <laughs> Bernie's her boyfriend. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> my
2: dog. <laughs> my um, dog. That's also like a not-as-public forum. I can also deny or give access to people to actually listen to right. that podcast. Right. So uh, Miguel Fuller, who is Oprah's child, I do believe – and I are going to sit down and actually do a full explanation of like what happened. And so that's going to be over on certified mama's boy, more mama's boy episode. I'll link to it in the show notes so that you can actually go and, uh, and listen to that. Because I don't honestly, another thing too is I don't really want to like talk to my mom about this that much, you know, like Mm -hmm. I just, I think she took it. I mean, and we'll talk. Now that I, I'm like public about this stuff, like I'll tell you more stories about what happened. Like I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> no, I'm. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stories, and, and honestly, not all heavy stories either. There's actually, there, there's moments of like that I have to appreciate some of the comedy in this situation too. So, we'll it's like lighthearted, about, a little more lighthearted than obviously as heavy I, as this is. Listen, but
3: I want to, I want to just because I'm here. This is about um, sync, I, I
2: swear to God, Leah. <laughs>
3: No, I was. At a, I want to piggyback off what Jess said, though, because yeah. like you're very public and you are very open about your experiences, and that's part of your job. I know that. Like, it's not part of my job, right? But I think I think you don't have nobody. You don't owe anyone anything, no. and I think that's just something to remember when you're like, yeah, you can repurpose this as content, but I do think it's like recognizing that long, like, is this going to be helpful? Like Jess is what's saying is maybe right now it doesn't feel like that bad or there'll be consequences to your mental health if you share. But I, I don't know. I just think you are so open about everything. That doesn't mean you have to be open about every single,
2: I don't know. But honestly, and I can tell you, and Jess probably can understand this as well, because this is like what we do. Um, Sometimes it's almost harder not to talk about it. (laughs) There are some situations where you're like, because we've done this now for twenty years, that like, I, to me, it's almost therapeutic to be able to like tell the story, uh, for yeah. for multiple reasons. One, it honestly just feels good to like get it off my chest. I don't feel as pressured then to like, if I'm having an off day, if I sound off on the radio, if I, you know, if I've taken a couple of days off the podcast. It's like, I, I kind of just want you to like, to know what's going on. But I also at this point still feel in complete control. That's why, for example, typically we do this podcast completely live. I said, I don't want to do it live because I want to be able to make sure that I have control over the story and what's being said. Right. So if I want to edit things out that I can. Um, and then there's like a, a sense of like, God, like you guys are like, like family, you know, like some of y'all. Some of you have known me for, for damn 20 years at this point, you know, and, and versus doing 150 different phone calls about it, the parts that I do feel comfortable sharing. And I think this is a pretty good, like, here's what happened. As far as I know, I'll be okay. There's no CT scan came back and, you know, there's no brain damage per se. You know, there's the, obviously, if I, you know, this about me now. Um, and this is kind of what I'm going through. And we also know the responsibility of like, Hey man, like if we can talk about this shit and like make somebody else feel like they're not going through this kind of stuff. Cause this is, this is lonely. Like, honestly, this is pretty lonely. Um, you don't, it's almost, it's kind of like divorce, but no, not really. Divorce is worse because divorce feels like shameful at first, but this is, I mean, like you don't know a lot of friends that like got assaulted, you know what I mean? Like, Hey. Oh, yeah, me too. Actually, the more I talk about it, though, I, you'd be shocked how many people actually have been through very similar situations. Um, but I, I, you know, it's, you don't feel so alone, I guess, when, you, when you've when you got, you know, all these people on your side. So I feel contr- in control of the situation, but I, I do – you're right – I don't know. One thing I've done is I'm not as responsive on social media right now. Like I'm really like, taking a break because I don't really want. So if you, if you hear this and you reach out, it's, it's very kind of you. I will get back to you as soon as I can. I don't feel pressured to like respond to everybody right now. When I leave the radio studio, I pretty much shut down for the day. So yeah, there you go. Any more questions, Leah
3: about NSYNC? <laughs>
0: Stop shaming her because this is very important.
3: So sorry, but actually, Jess, I'm Team BSB and went to their concert last year, and it was the greatest time Aww. of my life. Like there's I no, don't, I honestly no cannot think of any any other more meaningful time in my entire life.
0: No shame against That's BSB; sad. they've stayed together, and their performance is impeccable to this day. So no shame, mm-hmm. Team In Sync. But I understand what you're saying. They put on an amazing show
2: anyway hey leah honestly thank you for hopping on here um i i've been trying to think about like nice. how, to, how to do this you know and i appreciate you coming on and giving some expertise and yeah. you know sharing because i you know I, you, I get anytime
3: it, you want to talk about in sync jess <laughs> i will
2: That'll be the second next yeah. e- next week's
3: episode. I just really, really want to just do what you do and not talk about trauma all the time.
2: It's so funny because Leah honestly, so Leah and I've done a mental health podcast on my oh. podcast episode every week for about we did it for what, about two years. It wrapped up this week. Yeah. Um, oh. but every time I'm like, okay, let's talk about this and let's talk about this. She's like, I just want to talk about The Golden Bachelor. Love is Blind.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm
2: like, it's not what we're here for. Yeah,
3: you're like, No, you brought up The Golden Bachelor. I could care less. I want to talk about, I want to talk about the Barbie movie and Love is Blind. (laughs) The issues that really matter. Yeah.
2: The important (laughs) stuff. The important stuff. I get it.
3: Yeah. All right. If you ever want me to diagnose someone.
2: About what? sync.
3: In a reality. Okay. No, no. (laughs) Well, like, if you want to just have me on. You can diagnose me. It's Probably fun. No, no, no. I mean, like, less, we could talk Leah. about Love is Blind, yeah, she, and then I can go down the to. line and diagnose oh, wanna, every person. We to so, diagnose reality TV stars. Yeah, like,
2: Leah's dream is to be able to do a podcast where she can diagnose the mental conditions of reality Oh,
3: yeah.
0: Stars. That's just what we yeah. do already.
3: Yeah. So But you but right, but this I would give a different lens. No, it's I would true. bring a different flavor. <laughs>
0: She's it's still true. Start it yeah, you you need just do this. and uh, make this a series on social media, Leah.
2: Leah, what is wrong with you?
0: What? But I need awesome. to talk to someone about it. I, gotta, I don't I like really, I can't just
2: like I just got attacked and you want to use this as a time to plug your, your new concept of a podcast. <laughs> oh
0: my god. It's
2: about me this week, okay? Okay. It's about me this week.
0: Okay.
2: Uh it's always about you. All right. <laughs> Leah, do you want to plug your stuff or does that feel insensitive? I don't know. Oh, we're still
3: recording yeah yeah we're
2: still going we're still we're still live uh do you want to plug yeah, I mean, you
3: can find me on there you yeah go. you can find me on instagram at her true empowerment and where i link all my all my stuff you were the all last everything. person to
0: shame anyone about plugging their stuff sir i don't care what platform or let what me, forum let we me are here quickly you're remind you you're the last person there
2: is a more mama's boy episode of um of this whole situation.
0: He gets a tattoo. It's going to be. Like- <laughs>
2: yeah, literally. Like, I was attacked, you know? Like, and I, I don't, listen, I don't want to make light of it. Obviously, it was scary. And it is scary. And, like, it is, there's still going to be some shit I'm going to have to deal with over the next couple of weeks. Yes. But what I said is, like, life's well, so fucking hard. And we can have a, a couple of minutes That's of, part like, of, the healing process of just well. joking and joking about NSYNC or whatever. Like, I'm totally down with, like, making this a little bit lighter so yeah. i know for a lot yeah. of people though this is not a light situation so i don't want to come across as like we don't care or i don't take it that seriously i think i actually take this very seriously mm-hmm. and it has been very But i think
3: humor is actually really healing i really believe that like when i talk because i do a lot of trauma work and we can laugh mm-hmm. in our sessions like like deep you know that like, stomach laugh like yeah. i with clients i don't do it all the time but like it, it's healing yeah. i don't know i think there's it something is. reparative about that yep
2: yep all right, there goes uh, there goes Leah. Thank you so much, y'all. That's uh, that's the episode for this week. If you don't already subscribe to this, I know a lot of new ears will probably come over to check out this episode. Uh, I'll, let me keep using this as a, a plug. Uh, you can just go on and uh, hit the follow button or subscribe or whatever you do with your podcast player, and we'll put a new episode out multiple times a month. I don't even we we I don't think we've done a full month of shows in a long time, but multiple multiple episodes per month it's not every week anymore it's not what do you mean we have not done every week in months because because of vacations because of all this stuff like i can't take the last time we did just
0: in the last month and a half everything else has been consistent not
2: true we were on vacation i was out the week after that we have not had an episode in weeks before because of this so i'm just saying like no i know I want, the, I want okay. the i want i want the expectation to be multiple times oh my a month God.
0: I'm
2: I'm out. Uh, So uh, please subscribe. Would love that so you can keep up with uh, all of our craziness over here. Jess,
0: where we find you? Jess, do it. J e s s -S d o t t in my wedding subscription. No, I will not be speaking about this event on my wedding subscription. You should though. No. How will how will my concussion
2: affect your wedding? Oh my
0: god. That's on Jess's. Everyone buckle the fuck up because this is how it's gonna be. Now that it's out there, baby.
1: We ain't talking about nothing else. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.